0: To the message in the mess. Today is Saturday, August 19th, and this is my fourth podcast. Before I get started, again, I want to thank everybody who takes the time to listen to this and who shares it. And again, today I'm going to try to keep this about 20 to 25 minutes because I appreciate your time and time is something you can't get back. So today's podcast topic is shame. Some of us grew up in a shame-based family, and we now walk around, and I think not intentionally, we may shame other people, or we may walk around just feeling as if we're not smart enough, pretty enough, talented enough, so I want to touch on this. I want to touch on what, it, what is family shame? What is self-shame? And how do we move past that? So sit down, get some tea, some coffee, maybe a journal, pad of paper, as we dive into what is shame. So first I'm going to speak on Family based shame. What does that, what is it? And what does that sound like? The shame based family is when a parent uses shame to get the behavior they want. So just sit with that a second. Here are some examples. I cannot believe you let your teammates down today. We lost the game because of you. Why can't you be smart like your brother is? Do you really want to wear that out today? Do you think that's a good choice? Okay, I wouldn't, but go ahead. Are you really going to eat that? I hope you don't get fat. Now we're going to move to self-shame. Self-shame. I think can be connected to family shame. But this is just my opinion. So, self-shame is feelings of inadequacy created by internalizing negative beliefs about oneself. Personal insecurities, secrets, mistakes, and perceived flaws can all trigger a shame response, causing people to become extremely self-conscious, self-critical, and embarrassed. Now for me, I feel there's there's several different types of dynamics where shame occurs. There's the family shame, friendships can shame, relationships, a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, and workplace shame. This is a new one that I've just started seeing, and it it scares me a little bit because people are feeling very comfortable to shame other people into not feeling good about themselves. And I'll tell you a story of um, a friend of mine who is she's amazing. She does great work, and she decided to expand her career. And the manager at the place she worked basically said, I don't think you're talented enough to do that job. I don't think you're suited for it. Sadly, the person that said that wasn't suited for the job she was doing. And this left a mark on this woman who has struggled her lifetime with with different types of shame coming from different people and mostly from her mother. So here was another woman shaming her. Could you imagine what type of memories that might have brought up? And I think it's sad, honestly, that I see more women do this than men. So maybe it's because I haven't been around a lot of men and, men are more apt to just lose their lose their poop sometimes and just get angry about something instead of being, I think of shame as being a manipulative tactic, right? So you're trying to get somebody to behave a certain way. So you slowly try to take their feet out underneath them and it's slow and it's methodical and to be honest it scares me but it is what it is right so the personal shame right the stuff that we walk around and tell ourselves we aren't good enough right we aren't good enough we aren't smart enough we aren't pretty enough and where does it come from right so we've we've come up with some of it comes from our family some of it can come up again from our friendships having a covert narcissist in our life or an abusive person partner that slowly makes us feel as if we aren't good enough. And that happens a lot guys. And sometimes I don't think we realize it until we've walked away from it. I'm not one of those people in a friendship, like I want people to feel that they're safe, they're loved, that I see all the goodness in them, even when I see some traits that I'm not exactly sure they're even realizing that they bring into a friendship or a relationship. But I always try to point it out in a loving manner and not be condescending or mean or feel like I'm taking their feet out from underneath them. Because if I know I hurt somebody, it just, it breaks me. It just does. So I'd like to get into talking about ways we can heal this part of us, this shame that we carry around and whether it came from a family, a friend, just having poor self-esteem. How do we, how do we work on this? I think the first thing you need to tell yourself is I am okay right here, right now. I am okay just the way I am. I am safe to have the feelings I am having. I am safe. And if you are dealing with somebody who is shaming you, chances are you don't have strong boundaries to be able to stand up for yourself and say you know i don't agree with you i don't agree with the opinion that you're sharing with me and if somebody's saying oh you're not really going to wear that are you or you're you're not really going to eat that to have enough confidence within yourself to say first that's none of your business and two that's none of your business. So let that sink in for a second. Maybe write on your piece of paper. That is none of your business. Or I like to say nunya. I know sometimes when I am getting ready to go out or go to work, I will change my outfit three or four times because I have this horrible feeling that I don't look right or I don't look good enough or, and I've really been working on that. And knowing that I, what I put on it is okay. It's acceptable. It's acceptable. If it's acceptable to me, right? Right and I like it, and I'm not offending anybody, especially in a workplace, right? Why can I not wear that? And for those of you who have never seen me, I have a full sleeve on my left arm that goes almost all the way down to my knuckles, and on my right arm, I have maybe a half sleeve. So I have tattoos and we live in a time, in an era where still people don't like to see tattoos. And I have a jacket that I bring to work with me so that if I have to be around clients, um, that I cover them up. Not because I'm ashamed of my tattoos, because I'm not. But the older generation doesn't understand tattoos and it's offensive to them. And in a normal environment, would I care what they think about my arms? No, I would not. But because I work for a professional company and I am there to represent them, I need to put what I feel my best foot forward is for the clients and for my boss. So I keep that in the forefront of my head when I am getting dressed, you know, I make sure that I don't have a lot of cleavage showing and, um, I look professional. I don't look like I'm going clubbing or, or whatever, but that took me a long time to practice. Like I would put stuff on and go, Ooh, will so-and-so appreciate Like, will this be okay? If so-and-so saw me wearing this, would this be okay? And now I just ask myself, am I, am I professional the way I'm dressed? If the answer is yes, then I'm good to go on the weekends. Most of the time I am in, I'm in yoga attire because it's comfortable and I like it. And if you see me out and about and I am, not working, I I most likely will either have um, work ready yoga pants, a tank top, and I wear a jacket over it when I'm around um, clients because it's comfortable to me. (laughs) But I do have some flowy pants and I actually did order some skirts. So that's a good thing because I haven't worked in a minute. So I I kind of dwindled away, all that stuff. And when I worked for a medical company, we never saw, we did billing and coding, so I never saw people, so it didn't matter. And now I have squirreled and gone down a rabbit hole. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Back to the topic at hand. How do we work on shame? How do we work through it? How do we take the pieces and the things we remember and put them where they go? So I did, I think it was a 12 week course with my girlfriend, her name is Bonnie Sue and she does Reiki, she does shadow work. She also does um, plant medicines, yoga, but I really felt called to do this course and it was about shadow work. And it, most of our traumas start at childhood, right? And we have to take those out look at them we we write about the experience we also i w- i wrote letters to all my family members um forgiving them and then burning them but i've also come to realize doing my work that traumas come up and you start to write about the person you thought that started the trauma and it brings family members in or you know it could be friends or a partners So I wrote these letters, and I burned them. And I had to learn to forgive. And when I say we learn to forgive, if we learn to forgive an abuse or um, a trauma, it doesn't mean we excuse the behavior, right? It means we forgive and come to a place where we realize that that person did the best they knew how to do at the time. And it's something we can no longer carry with us into the future. Now, is it easy to do those things? No, it isn't. And sometimes you have to forgive yourself for your behavior. And when I say that, I know for me, there were times in my life that I lied. There were times in my life that um, I didn't make the best decisions. And I had to forgive myself. And I, I had to ask forgiveness for some family members. Because I didn't always do what was right. Sometimes I just did what was easy. So in order to heal and truly start moving into what I feel is me being my authentic self, right? I had to heal the parts of me that keep getting triggered in other relationships and sometimes in workplace, sometimes around friends. And it's not easy. Self-work is the hardest thing you are ever gonna do, people, because it is so easy to judge and have opinions about other people. But when you have to work on yourself and you have to realize maybe you're overly critical of other people or you're overly judgy of other people, that's you. That's your work. Now, once you start doing it, you may realize it, it stems from a trauma that you've been through but it is your responsibility to work through that stuff. It's your responsibility. You cannot be, I would say, after the age of, I don't know why I always go to 28. (laughs) That's my age, that's my magic number. You cannot run around and blame everybody else for your behavior after that age. Like you need to fix you. You need to work on you. It's not your parents' fault. It's not your friend's fault. It's not your boss's fault. It's you. It is your responsibility. I once had this um, woman that worked for me and she was extremely toxic And she kept getting herself into these horrific, horrible situations. And she would blame everybody under the sun but herself. It was everybody else's fault. And she was older than I was. I can't remember her age, but maybe by three or four years. And I would try to help as much as I could help point those things out to her. But she didn't want to do her work. And um, I, you know, the, the relationship was extremely toxic. We parted ways and I just had to, I, I blocked her from social media, from anything, because I don't want to see her blaming everybody else all the time for situations that she created and that she didn't want to take responsibility for. And I've also learned it's not my responsibility. (laughs) I'm laughing because this was a long one. It's not my responsibility to fix other people. It is not my responsibility to fix other people. There are only so many things that I can control and other people's behavior and where they're at in in their life is not for me to worry about. I don't know about you guys, but I find the older I get, the more I realize I have traits, I have triggers, I have traumas that I do not want to carry forward with me. So I work through them and some of them are icky and some of them bring up some real big childhood stuff, but it it makes me realize why I react the way I do now. So if I am aware of those things and I am working through those things and I'm forgiving and moving forward, I'm healing a part of me that can now experience peace, being comfortable, feeling safe. And that's what I associate with working through my shadows, the dark parts of my my past is finding peace and forgiveness and feeling safe again. Because most of my life, I didn't feel safe. I had horrific fears, guys. Um, when I was, I want to say it started when I was 11 or 12. I had a horrible fear of throwing up, so I didn't want to go to school because I was afraid I would throw up in front of people. And then that morphed into other things. Um, I didn't want to be alone. Um, I was afraid to die. Um, It it just, it, it morphed into all these different fears. And I still don't know exactly where those came from, other than I did not feel okay with me so, I found a way to express that, and it was through these debilitating fears and I remember I think my mom took me to therapy and I started talking to a therapist um but i'm all I'm also empathic, so I feel people, and it started at a very, 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 very young age. So I think for me, not only was I feeling me, I was feeling other people. And that's an immense amount of anxiety when I feel people, because it's not always a topic or something that I can walk over and bring up to them. Right? Like, it's not like I can walk up to somebody I just met and say, I'm so sorry, but I feel that you're you're feeling so insecure about yourself, and you feel this, and you feel this, because one, it creeps people out, and two, who am I to be able to walk up to somebody and say that, right? But being young and feeling um, teachers that were in unhappy marriages, and um, teachers that were hiding addictions. Feeling kids that were in abusive homes and didn't have money for lunch. So I used to, I'm going to get emotional about this. I'm so sorry. Um, Feeling a child that didn't have money to be able to have food. So I would split my lunch with kids all the time. And a lot of times they wouldn't accept it. So you couple just growing up things with feeling people like I do, it it has been a wild ride. Do I hide it now? Like, am I ashamed of it? No. But do I know, can I feel people and know if I can be honest and be authentic with them? Yeah. And there's, I would say 70% of the time, I don't say a word. And I just ask God, like, you know what? Come into this person's life, heal them let them feel loved, let them feel safe, let them feel these things. And I, I just know in my heart of hearts that God has placed me in people's lives for a reason. And most of the time it's to help them heal. But it's the only way I can help other people heal is to talk about how I'm healing, right? I can't come to you and talk to you about a subject that I know nothing about. A lot of people do that. I'm not one of them. So back to healing and shadow work. You can look up online how to start um, shadow work, but I would um, find somebody who either does seminars on it, find a book on it. If you are local and live in um, Lake Havasu, Arizona, Contact me again through my website on Facebook is the message in the mess and reach out to me. I am happy to give you, um, Bonnie Sue's information and I know she has helped me immensely. I know she can help you. I know she can, if you're willing to do the work cause the work sucks guys. And she in a very loving way will call you out on all your crap. I cannot tell you there were a couple times during our sessions that I wanted to get up and walk out. I didn't, but I wanted to. And then I did the work, and I saw why she was being as honest and open with me as she was, and they were words I needed to hear anyways. So I've got us to 25 minutes, and I am going to wrap this up. I might do a part two if you guys have questions. Um, Let me know. And if you don't feel like you are enough, please know you are. God doesn't make junk people. And for those of you that don't believe in God, I am telling you right now, you matter. You are smart, you are talented, you are funny. And just because you may not be book smart or whatever, that does not mean you do not bring value to our world. So write down, I am valuable. I matter. And my favorite one is your enoughness is enough. Your enoughness is enough. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. And I hope from the bottom of my heart that what I share helps. Thank you. Have a great week ahead, guys.